Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest, a four-part audio drama directed by Karen Heidelbach and recorded safely and remotely by a cast of talented actors from all across the United States, featuring original music by Garen Norquist. And now, Merced Shakespeare Fest presents The Tempest. Episode 2. As Sebastian and Antonio speak in whispers to one another in preparation for killing the King Alonso and Lord Gonzalo, Ariel enters quietly and invisibly and speaks and sings into the ear of the sleeping Gonzalo. My mistress through her art foresees the danger that you, her friend, are in and sends me forth, for else her project dies, to keep them living. Keep a care, shake off slumber, and beware, awake, awake. Then let us both be sudden. Now, good angels, preserve the king! Everyone wakes with Gonzalo's urgent words. Why, how now? Ho, awake! Why are your swords drawn? Wherefore this ghastly looking? What's the matter? Whilst we stood here securing your repose, even now we heard a hollow burst of bellowing like bulls, or rather lions. Did not wake you. It struck mine ear most terribly. I heard nothing. Oh, twas a din to fright a monster's ear to make an earthquake. Sure, it was the roar of a whole herd of lions. Heard you this, Gonzalo? Upon my honor, sir, I heard a humming. And a strange one, too, which did awake me. I shake you, sir, and cried. As mine eyes opened, I saw their weapons drawn. There was a noise, that's verily. Tis best we stand upon our guard, or that we quit this place. Let's draw our weapons. Lead off this ground, and let's make further search for my poor Ferdinand. Heavens keep him from these beasts, for he is sure in the island. Lead away. Prospera, my lady, shall know what I have done. So, king, go safely on to seek thy son. Mm. 
Act Two, Scene Two. On another part of the island, Caliban enters with a bundle of wood. As he works, a storm brews and he laments Prosperous treatment of him. All the infections that the sun sucks up from bogs, fens, flats, on Prospera fall and make her by Inchmail a disease. Her spirits hear me, and yet I needs must curse. But they'll nor pinch, fright me with urchin shows, pitch me in the mire, nor lead me like a firebrand in the dark out of my way, unless she bid him. But for every trifle are they set upon me. Sometimes am I all wound with adders who with cloven tongues do hiss me into madness. As Caliban works and curses his fate, Trinculo, the king's jester, who was washed ashore from the shipwreck, wanders into Caliban's part of the island. Caliban tries to hide under his cloak. Lo now, lo, here comes a spirit of hers to torment me, bringing wood in slowly. I'll fall flat, chance she will not see me. There's neither bush nor shrub to bear off any weather at all. And another storm brewing. I hear it sing in the wind. Yon same black cloud, yon huge one. Looks like a foul bombard that would shed his liquor. If it should thunder as it did before, I know not where to hide my head. Yon same cloud cannot choose but fall by palefuls. Trinculo sees Caliban's cloak smells Caliban, but does not understand him to be a living creature. What have we here? A man or a fish? Dead or alive? A fish? Ooh, he smells like a fish. Very ancient and fish-like smell. A kind of knotted nose, poor John. A strange fish. Were I in England now, as once I was, and had but this fish painted, not a holiday fool there, but would give a piece of silver. There would this monster make a man. Any strange beast there makes a man. When they will not give a doit to relieve a lame beggar, they will lazy out ten to see a dead Indian. Legged like a man and his fins like arms. Warm, oh my troth, I do now let loose my opinion. Hold it no longer. This is no fish, but an islander that has lately suffered by a thunderbolt. Oh, alas, the storm has come again. My best way is to creep under his gabardine. There is no other shelter hereabouts. Misery acquaints a man with strange bedfellows. I will hear shroud till the dregs of the storm be passed. Trinculo hides under Caliban's cloak for safety. Stefano, the king's butler, enters singing, drunkenly with a bottle in hand a bottle he has almost reached the bottom of, and makes his way toward where Caliban and Trinculo are hiding. I shall no more to see, to see, here shall I die ashore. <laughs> this is a very scurvy tune to sing at a man's funeral. Well, I'll drink for my comfort. The master, the swabber, the boatswain, and I, the gutter and his mate, 
Love Momig and Marion and Marjorie, but none of us cared for Kate. For she had a tongue, the tang would cry to a sailor, Go hang! She loved not the savor of tar of no pitch, Yet a tailor might scratch her where she did itch. Then to sea boys and let her go hang! <laughs> this is a scurvy tune too, but I'll drink for my comfort. Do not torment me! What's the matter? Have we devils here? Do you put tricks upon us with savages? Huh? I have not escaped drowning to be afeard now of your four legs. For it hath been said, as proper a man as ever went on four legs cannot make him give ground. And it shall be said so again while Stefano breathes at his nostrils. The spirit torments me! This is some monster of the isle with four legs, who hath got, as I take it, an ague. Where the devil should he learn our language? I will give him some relief, if it be but for that. If I can recover him and keep him tame and get to Naples with him, he's a present for any emperor that ever trod on neat's leather. Do not torment me, prithee. I'll bring my wood home faster. He's in his fit now and does not talk after the wisest. He shall taste of my bottle. If he have never drunk wine afore, we'll go near to remove his fit. If I can recover him and keep him tame, I will not take too much for him. He shall pay for him that hath him, and that soundly. Thou dost me yet but little hurt. Thou wilt anon, I know it, thy trembling. Now, Prospera works upon thee. Come on your ways. Open your mouth. Here is that which give language to you, cat. Open your mouth. This will shake your shape. I can tell you, and that soundly. You cannot tell who's your friend. Open your chaps again. I should know that voice. It should be, but he is drowned. And these are devils. Oh, defend me. Four legs and two voices. A most delicate monster. His forward voice is to speak well of his friend. His backward voice is to utter foul speeches and to detract. If all the wine in my bottle will recover him, I will heal his ague. Come, amen. I will pour some in thy other mouth. Stefano! Doth thy other mouth call me? Mercy, mercy, this is a devil and no monster. Stefano, if thou beest Stefano, touch me and speak to me. For I am Trinculo, be not afraid, thy good friend Trinculo. If thou beest Trinculo, come forth. I'll pull thee by thy lesser legs. If any be Trinculo's legs, these are they. Thou art very Trinculo indeed. Uh -oh. How camest thou to be the siege of this mooncalf? I took him to be killed with a thunderstroke. But art thou not drowned, Stefano? I hope now thou art drowned. Is the storm overblown? I hid me under the dead mooncalf's gabardine for fear of the storm. And art thou living, Stefano? Oh, Stefano, <laughs> two Neapolitans escaped. Prithee, do not turn me about. My stomach is not constant. These be fine things, and if they be not sprites, that's a brave god and bears celestial liquor. I will kneel to him. How didst thou escape? And how camest thou hither? Swear by this bottle how thou camest hither. I escaped upon a sack which the sailors heed nor board by this bottle. 
which I made of the bark of a tree with mine own hand since I was cast ashore. I'll swear upon that bottle to be thy true subject, for thy liquor is not earthly. Here, swear then how thou escapest. Swum ashore, man, like a duck. I can swim like a duck, I'll be sworn. Here, kiss the book. Though thou canst swim like a duck, thou art made like a goose. Oh, Stefano, hast any more of this? The whole butt, friend. My cellar is in a rock by the seaside, where my wine is hid. How now, mooncalf? How does thine argue? Hast thou not dropped from heaven? Out of the moon, I do assure thee. I was the man of the moon when time was. I have seen thee in her, and I do adore thee. My mistress showed me thee, thy dog, and thy bush. Come, swear to that. Kiss the book. I will furnish it anon with new content, swear. By this good light, this is a very shallow monster. I afeard of him, a very weak monster. The man in the moon, a most poor, credulous monster. Well-drawn monster, in good sooth. I'll show thee every fertile inch of the island, and I will kiss thy foot. I prithee, be my god. By this light, a most perfidious and drunken monster. When God's asleep, he'll rob his bottle. I'll kiss thy foot, I'll swear myself thy subject. Come on then, down and swear. Oh, I shall laugh myself to death at this puppy-headed monster. A most scurvy monster I could find in my heart to beat him. Come, kiss my foot. But that the poor monster's in drink, an abominable monster. I'll show thee the best springs. I'll pluck thee berries. I'll fish for thee and get thee wood enough. A plague upon the tyrant that I serve. I'll bear her no more sticks, but follow thee, thou wondrous man. A most ridiculous monster to make a wonder of a poor drunkard. L let me bring thee where crabs grow, and I with my long nails will dig thee nuts. I'll bring thee the clustering filberts, and sometimes I'll get the young scammels from the rock. Wilt thou go with me? I prithee now, lead the way without any more talking. Trinculo, the king, and all our company else being drowned, we will inherit here. Here, bear my bottle, Trinculo. We'll fill it by and by again. Farewell, master. Farewell, farewell. A howling monster, a drunken monster. No more dams I'll make for fish, nor fetch and firing, not requiring nor scrape, front nor wash fish. Ban, ban, cackle up, ban. Has a new master, get a new man. Freedom, heyday, heyday, freedom, freedom, heyday, freedom. Oh, brave monster, lead the way! Act 3, Scene 1 Near to Prosper's camp, Ferdinand, the king's son, approaches, carrying a log. There be some sports are painful, and their labor delight in them sets off. 
Some kinds of baseness are nobly undergone, and most poor matters point to rich ends. This, my mean task, would be as heavy to me as odious, but the mistress which I serve quickens what's dead and makes my labors pleasures. Oh, she is ten times more gentle than her mother's crabbed, and she's composed of harshness. I must remove some thousands of these logs and pile them up upon a sore injunction. Oh, my sweet mistress weeps when she sees me work. These sweet thoughts do even refresh my labors. Most busy lest when I do it. Miranda approaches from a distance to speak with Ferdinand. Unseen by both Miranda and Ferdinand, Prospera observes them together. Alas, now pray you work not so hard. Pray set it down and rest you. When this burns, twill weep for having wearied you. My mother is hard at study. Pray now, rest yourself. Be safe for these three hours. Oh, most dear mistress, the sun will set before I shall discharge what I must strive to do. If you'll sit down, I'll bear your logs the while. Pray, give me that. I'll carry it to the pile. No, precious creature. I had rather crack my sinews, break my back, than you should such dishonor undergo while I sit lazy by. It would become me as well as it does you, and I should do it with much more ease, for my good will is to it, and yours is against. Poor worm, thou art infected. This visitation shows it. You look wearily. No, noble mistress. Tis fresh morning with me when you are by at night. I do beseech you, chiefly that I might set it in my prayers. What is your name? Miranda. Oh, my dear mother, I have broke your so. I admired Miranda. Indeed, the top of admiration. Worth what's dearest to the world. Uh, full many a lady I have eyed with best regard, and many a time the harmony of their tongues happened to bondage brought my too diligent ear. Uh, for several virtues have I liked several women. Never any with so fun soul, but some defect in her did quarrel with the noblest grace she owed and put it to the foil. But you, oh you, so perfect and so peerless, are created of every creature's best. I do not know one of my sex. No woman's face remember, save from my glass mine own. Nor have I seen more that I may call men than you, good friend. But by my modesty, the jewel in my dower, I would not wish any companion in the world but you. Nor can I imagine form a shape besides yourself to like of. But I prattle something too wildly, and my mother's precepts I therein do forget. I am in my condition a prince, Miranda. I do think a king. Hear my soul speak. The very instant that I saw you, did my heart fly to your service. There resides, to make me slave to it. And for your sake am I this patient man. Do you love me? Oh, heaven, oh, earth. Bear witness to this sound and crown what I profess with kind event if I speak true. If hollowly invert what best is boded me to mischief. I, beyond all limit of what else in the world, do love, prize, honor you. 
I am a fool to weep at what I am glad of. <laughs> Fair encounter of two most rare affections. Heavens rain grace on that which breeds between them. Wherefore weep you? At mine unworthiness that dare not offer what I desire to give, and much less take what I shall die to want. <laughs> but this is trifling, <laughs> and all the more it seeks to hide itself, the bigger bulk it shows. And bashful cunning, and prompt me, plain and holy innocence. I am your wife if you will marry me. If not, I'll die your maid. To be your fellow, you may deny me, but I'll be your servant whether you will or no. My mistress dearest, and I thus humble ever. My husband, then. Aye, with a heart as willing as bondage e'er of freedom. Here's my hand. And mine, with my heart in it. And now farewell, till half an hour hence. Thousand, thousand. Ferdinand and Miranda exit separately. Prospera remains and in deep contemplation plots her next steps. So glad of this as they, I cannot be, who are surprised withal, but my rejoicing at nothing can be more. I'll to my book, for yet ere supper time must I perform much business appertaining. Prospera hurriedly leaves to find her book of enchantments. End episode two. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Merced Shakespeare Fest presents William Shakespeare's The Tempest. This week's episode featured Heike Hambly as Prospera, Rachel Batisti as Miranda, Krista Joy Serpa as Ariel, Tracy Sprague as Caliban, Kyle Holman as Ferdinand, Travis Blancet as Stefano, Briston Jones as Trinculo, David Hambley as Alonso, Harker Hale as Sebastian, Sean Overton as Antonio, Alejandro Gutierrez as Gonzalo, and Karen Heidelbach as the narrator. This production was recorded mostly live online. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, Please subscribe to the channel so you can get regular updates as new episodes and future projects are released. You can find out more about Merced Shakespeare Fest and how you can support Shakespeare in the community at mercedshakespearefest.org or follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Merced Shakespeare Fest Presents is a production of the Phoenix Podcast Network. For more great art space podcasts, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's all for this week. But join us next week as we find out what happens in Episode 3 of Merced Shakespeare Fest Presents The Tempest. Mm-hmm.